Where are you looking for acceptance? Are you looking for it in people? Are you looking for it in a group? Where are you looking for acceptance? So talking about acceptance, the the strange thing about that is, although we say we don't need it, and sometimes we act like we don't, we don't want it, but it's something that we long for, you know, because we're not made to be alone. We're made to be with other people. And unfortunately, sometimes we seek for that acceptance um, in the wrong places. It's sometimes with the wrong people. Of course, if you think about it, this also can affect how we accept something from God. God has, he has a lot of things to say about us. And sometimes we can't accept those things because we're looking for the acceptance from other people or from what other people have said. And that sometimes paralyzes us. We don't say what the word says. We don't declare what the word says. We're all the while, if we do say it, it's like we're going through the motions because we're thinking about what someone else has said about us or um, that they've rejected us. And so all of that kind of transfers over into how we receive the word of God. And when we run or we're, we're trying to accept what others say about us or even what we say about ourselves, then we're putting ourselves in the place of God. We're, we're making that person or ourselves more of an impression than we should. But if we can only accept what God says about us, if we can truly receive what he's saying about us, then we make him that greater impression in our lives. So we think about it. If we think about it and trusting God, we had to trust God for eternal life. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Let's, let's break that down. If we, if we are believers in Christ, we must have believed that we were sinners. And if we believed we were sinners, we must have believed what the word of God said about sinners. So we believed and trusted the word of God to be true. And therefore we gave our lives to Christ. The same God we trusted for salvation is the same God we can trust to conform us into the image of Christ. Yeah. If we believe the truth, that we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. We believe that that he is the son of God. We believe that God raised him from the dead. And those are like ultimate things because our soul is in his care. We believe God to keep our soul in his care. How much more can we accept what he says about himself as well as what he says about us? Amen. So when the word says who we are and what we can do, then humility will remind us that we are because Christ is. And because he is, then we are seen as one with God. And that changes our posture from being defined by our past and redeemed for our future. So as being redeemed for our future now, do we continually declare and embrace the old man draped by the failure of Adam, Adam's sin in the garden? Or do we declare and embrace the new man by putting on Christ because of his victory? 
Amen. Think about some of the people um, that we wanted to be accepted by. Are we complete or satisfied with that acceptance? Or do we or did we feel like it wasn't all that we thought it would be? So why do we seek for the acceptance of humanity only to be disappointed time and time again? We can't accept what God says about us because we have a hard time accepting ourselves, let alone how a God of grace, forgiveness, and love could see and know our mess and still be willing to die for us. And in Romans 5, 8, it says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. I think that's a, um, that's a, a good point because in our, in our human mind, our human thoughts, we see the mess that we've made. We see the mess that we are, <laughs> that we think we are. And we cannot imagine someone still wanting us or still loving us after seeing all of that mess that we have. So so that's a good point. Yeah, it's kind of remind me of the two um, people that go before God. It's in, in Luke 18, 12, Jesus telling the story. He says, one comes, he's a Pharisee, and he says, I do this, 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 I do this. And he says, I'm not like the guy next to me. And the guy next to him happened to have been a tax collector. And so the tax collector takes on the posture of humility. He says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And so as a sinner, that's the proper posture to present ourselves before God. But as a believer who has repented, and accepted Christ to be Lord of our life, our position in the throne room makes an unusual shift. Though our posture is the same as that text collector, our mentality has changed because now we have a posture of humility, but we also have a mindset that we are heirs with God. Romans 8.1 tells us that we are heirs with God. And we're not like that Pharisee or that religious person that's in that verse 11 of that same chapter which personally I think he fits into the category of Matthew seven twenty one. <laughs> you know, Lord, I did this. Lord, I did this in your name. Yeah. And Jesus says, depart from me, I never knew you. But we should be convinced in our heart that God is who he says he is. We should know that we can accept who he says we are in Christ Jesus. We keep saying this truth over and over again because I believe we want people to understand that God is not like man that he should lie. That's right. If he said it, he will do it. Mm -hmm. If he calls us, if he tells us who we are, mm -hmm. you can believe it. That's who he see us as, mm -hmm. as we are in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's, that's so true. And, you know, the proper posture for us as believers will always be humility. But the confidence we should have is, is in and through Christ, so that we can boldly come before the throne of grace as his children, you know, and like we, we just mentioned, like the tax collector saying, you know, Lord, I'm a, I'm a sinner. Until we come to Christ, we're all sinners, and we're all saved by grace. But once we've been saved, we are no longer sinners. We are his children. But to just to explain that taking on that posture like the sinner, like the tax collector did, 
we come in humble. We come in with humility and not like, I'm coming here, okay, Lord, you know, I'm I'm your child and I'm going to do da-da-da-da-da, you know, not with that air of arrogance, but with humility. But remember that we are no longer sinners. We have been changed. We have just like Abraham, Abram was changed from Abram to Abraham. We have been changed from sinner to saint, saint of God. That's right. Amen. Good point. You know, and and we we say God is not like man that he should lie. Let me share what that verse says. It's in Numbers 23, 19. So listen, because this is in the New Living Translation. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? This is the God we're talking about. If you can believe anyone, you can believe him. If you need to be accepted by anybody, he is the one you want to be accepted by. Because when you're accepted by him, he adopts you. You belong to him and he wants to take care of you. And if you look through the whole Old Testament, you know, as a, a benchmark, you see that there's a lot of stuff going on with the children of Israel. But what is consistent in righteousness and uprightness is, is, is God and how he's always there for them because he just wants to love and take care of his people. And it's no different in us being in Christ. He loves us and he just wants to take care of us so we can trust what he says. And this is who God is. Exodus twenty two twenty seven. I am merciful. Exodus 34, 6. Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy, I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Isaiah 43, 13. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. Malachi 3, 6. I am the Lord and I do not change. John eight twelve. I am the light of the world. The person who follows me will never live in darkness, but will have the light that gives life. In Revelations 1.8, the Lord God says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the one who is and was and is coming. I am the Almighty. This is who God is. Amen. So those are the credentials of our God. You know, if you trust Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then this is the God that we're talking about. This is the one that you can trust. This is the one you can believe in. And this is what he says about you. If we can believe and trust and accept what he says about himself, then we should be able to believe and trust and accept what he says about us and who he says we are. Some of you out there may think that you're abandoned, but God says, I've adopted you. Ephesians 1.5. Some of you feel like you're broken, but he makes us whole. Colossians 2.10. Some of you may feel rejected. But he says, you are his. Isaiah 43.1. Some may think they are alone, but he is always with you. 2 Timothy 1.7. You may think that you're nothing special. Scripture says in Psalms 139.14 that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You might feel that you're worthless. Jesus died for you because you were worth it. He has saved you. He has called you with a holy calling, 
not because of your works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he has given you in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So if you're in Christ Jesus, you are equipped before you even existed. You were equipped with his purpose and his grace. And it says that all who receive him, who believe in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. And if children, then heirs, we are the heirs of God, as I mentioned before, and we've been crucified with Christ. We no longer live, but Christ lives in us. And the life we live in the flesh, we live by the faith of the Son of God because he loved us and gave himself for us. So I just want you to realize who you are and who God says you are. And if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is the day of salvation and tomorrow isn't promised to anyone. Christ is the best acceptance letter we will ever receive. So please, please, if these words have been saying something to your heart, regardless of how you feel or regardless of what people have said about you, they cannot define you because they did not create you. God created you. Accept how he defines you. In the name of Jesus Christ. You've been listening to It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. If you need to contact us for any reason, you need prayer or anything, please send us an email at iwfimh at gmail.com.